Yes, good evening, good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How is everyone doing today on this uh, Monday? Yeah, I'm getting that fixed right about now, guys. Monday, June 27th, 2022. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of The Sea Report coming to you live and brand spanking new. If you guys could hear me, it might count. It's okay, guys. We'll take care of it in post. We'll take care of it in post. Welcome back to another episode of the Sea Report. Brand spanking you on this Monday, June 27th, 2022. I am your host, Mr. C, otherwise known as um, Michael Aaron Gossetis. And it's great to be back with you guys uh, today. And uh, you know, hopefully we'll be swinging this the entire week, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> And uh, we, we will take care of it in post. You know, I got to tell you guys, if you ever checked out um, the podcast version of the show, you would quickly see that there's never a mute gate problem there. It's all taken care of in post, of course. So anyhow, guys, I hope you all are doing wonderful on this Monday evening as we uh, get ready to set sail into a brand new episode of the Sea Report with... Uh, stories, uh, news, headlines, events, occurrences uh, that you might not hear anywhere else, but you will definitely hear it here at the Sea Report. Why is that? I don't know. But I am just happy to have those along on the journey who would like to, uh, you know, uh, be privy to such information. So, uh, as we were saying, ladies and gentlemen, uh, brand new week, brand new week, and uh, boy, do we have a lot of new stories for you guys. Of course, we have had a quite exhilarating last two weeks here in these fair United States of America with so much going on uh, and a lot of stuff to report on, a lot of stuff to catch up on. I can tell you for a fact for today, uh, we will definitely be turning our attention to some of the more pertinent stories of election fraud and election integrity happening around the states right now. As you guys know, we are most definitely inside of the um, uh, primary season. Uh, we'll have primaries going on tomorrow. We're going to be catching up with some of the primaries from yesterday, or I should say yesteryear, yesterweek. Uh, that is last week's primaries, of course. Uh, they had some pretty fairly important ones happening over there, round and about. Uh, geez, Louise, uh, I mean, we've had, the last two weeks, we've had some primaries that are really important, but I would say the one that we really need to focus on right now, guys, uh, would probably be the Nevada primaries. Um, uh, everyone raise your hand or throw a one in the chat if you've heard anything about what's been happening in Nevada. Um, uh, unless you were in the audience with us on Saturday during the uh, President Trump rally over there in Menden, Illinois, you may not have heard much about the Nevada primary, and there's been a lot of shenanigans that have been happening in the Nevada primary, even up to this point in time, even though uh, the commissioners over there in Nevada decided to go ahead and certify this election, uh, it was riddled with election fraud, guys. And the thing about it is, is it was happening right out in the open. It was basically another repeat of 2020 right out in front of everybody's eyes. 
And yet we still had commissioners over there in Nevada that went ahead and certified that election. It's very, very insane, guys. I don't, you know, for the life of me, I just can't seem to think that perhaps these individuals don't know what to do. I mean, I guess perhaps because they got away with 2020, that they are going to assume that they can get away with what is going on in 2022. And uh, to me, they're doing it to their detriment. But, uh, you know, that is just to me. I could be totally wrong about that. I mean, maybe it's just to their favor. Uh, maybe it's just to uh, the way things have always been. Maybe it's just to business as usual. But I don't like to think in those terms. You guys know I don't like to think in those terms. So I don't think that that will be the end result and the outcome of such competitions. But we'll see what happens because the people of Nevada are much more pissed off than the people of Pennsylvania over what has occurred in their primary election. So we'll take a look at that in case you guys hadn't had any clue, figure, fact, or idea about Nevada um, and what is going on over there. Uh, let's see here. And you guys, if you were tuned in just here and now to the very, very virginal beginnings, a nascent birth of tonight's episode here on this Monday, June 27, 2022, then you got to see that brand new video from True the Votes, Catherine Engelbrecht, and uh, talking about how they're teaming up with the Sheriffs of America. Did you guys happen to see that? Did anybody catch that? I mean, no one threw a one or hands up in the audience, so I'm guessing no one's heard about Nevada. Um, so I'm guessing uh, some of you guys might have seen that video. So yeah, that's actually uh, quite quite interesting there. Now, what was it that they called that? Uh, let me see if I can't pop it up here real quick for those of you who are paying attention. <clears throat> and we'll get that going here because I thought that was uh, rather uh, interesting. And it's, it's actually, it's a brand new website. Um, and they are uh, putting together a brand new uh, effort here. Um, uh, regarding uh, getting our constitutional sheriffs uh, working together with True the Vote to um, get this done. Uh, that is to say, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to uh, uh, team up with them to know that they're getting the resources. I mean, this is a whole new broad effort. Ladies and gentlemen, I, get, I got someone in the audience saying that they didn't see uh, the video. Uh, let's see here, which, you know, uh, we could, we could definitely play it again. You know, guys, you know, you guys know, I don't mind. Um, let me see here. Let me pull that up for, let me pull that up for y'all real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Let me pull that up for y'all real quick. Saw it here first, says, <laughs> say, hey, what's going on, casual GG? Good to hear from ya. Good to see you. Let me just say, let me just say hello real quick then, since I already acknowledged Tam Grell, Java, Aurelius Locke, uh, Disco Ball Chaser, uh, in the audience uh, here and now so far. Good evening, folks. Good evening, friends. Good to see you guys. Glad you're here with us. Uh, you know, we'll just, we'll just pop it on real quick again here, guys, uh, because you know what? It's worth repeating twice and I'll just take care of it in post, right? That's what we like to do. Uh, it's very, very good. It's pertinent. It's good information. It's good information to have. So let's just, uh, let's just, let's just do it one more time. Why don't you? Right. Okay, cool. I'm just getting this set up for good sound and away we go, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, I'm Catherine Engelbrecht, founder of True the Vote. 
Our mission at True the Vote is to restore America's confidence in our electoral process through the power of citizen engagement. And I'm Sheriff Mark Lamb with Protect America Now, an organization dedicated to supporting sheriffs around the country to serve and protect our citizens. Today, we are announcing a partnership between our two organizations as we launch protectamerica.vote, a national effort to educate citizens, equip sheriffs, and protect our elections. Our vote is a sacred privilege. It's our opportunity to voice our opinion to our government. That's why we're kicking off this effort today, bringing citizens and sheriffs together around the country to help preserve our vote and that our voice be heard loud and clear. You know, Sheriff Lamb, so many voters are just confused about the ever-changing election rules and they're downright angry about the lack of accountability when those election processes break down. It's a problem we can solve. We will engage voters, we'll help clear up confusion through education, and where necessary, sheriffs can and will investigate if laws are being broken. And that's exactly what we need. All of us, informed and equipped. Citizens ready to vote, and sheriffs ready to enforce the law. Look folks, this is not complicated. These voting laws should be followed, and if they're not, there should be consequences. This is not about Republican or Democrat. This is an issue of the rule of law. So how can you help? Please go to protectamerica.vote to sign up, connect with your local sheriff, and if you're so inclined, donate to show your support for election integrity. Contributions will be used to help place public service ads on radio, TV, online, all over the country, and to give local sheriffs the resources they need to help. And remember, regardless of your party, we all love this country. And there's nothing more important than defending your vote. Let's do this. Yeehaw! Let's do it, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do it. Uh, badass, wouldn't you say? I would definitely say so. Let's pull this monkey up on the screen. Okay, let's take a gander, y'all, together. Protectamerica.vote. In case you hadn't heard about it, geez, I can't help but wonder why. Uh, we got our vote is a sacred privilege. Oh, well, you guys sound like me over here. I'm so glad. <clears throat> our vote is how we hold our government accountable. We need to be informed and engaged. Citizens must be ready to vote and sheriffs must be ready to enforce the law as well as protect their constituents from any form of illegal activity. Today, we begin a national effort to equip sheriffs, educate citizens, and protect our elections. Election laws were put into place to protect every American voice, and those laws should be followed. All right, so this uh, looks pretty good, guys. Uh, protectamerica.vote, protectamerica.vote, in case you had not heard about it. Uh, that is definitely a place that you want to head over to, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to see where you can con connect with your sheriff, right? Connect with your sheriff in the upper right-hand corner, okay? Very exciting, guys. Very exciting and glad to see. This is uh, this is definitely uh, a their thought out over at truthevote.org, ladies and gentlemen, and they are not relenting, okay? They did, they did not stop with, oh, well, we're going we're gonna, to, you know, uh, blow the lid on the election fraud. We're going to blow the lid on ballot trafficking. They're moving forward with uh, uh, um, further steps in order to ensure 
that we get uh, this thing settled. You know, it's going to get settled either way, ladies and gentlemen. So looking at their action plan, connecting citizens and sheriffs, empowering sheriffs, open lines of communications, promoting public service messages. And of course, we can join their efforts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Signups all abound at the website. And I think perhaps the most important thing that we should keep in mind as viewers and participants in our elections throughout this country, it is not a Republican or Democrat issue. It is about the right of the voters. And I think anyone on any party line can agree with that, or even someone who's not in a party can agree with that. And that is as it should be, of course. I mean, obviously, we're going to get those uh, who will look at this and they'll say, yeah, right, it's just about, uh, you know, Republicans and conservatives, or yeah, right, it's just about President Trump. You know, President Trump doesn't have any uh, real uh, say here as per elections and constituents. If you are like a uh, leftist inclined or a Democrat inclined individual, um, you know, you could say uh, that President Trump is going on about election fraud and that basically uh, an organization like this is parroting that type of message. Uh, but no, ladies and gentlemen, they've made it explicitly clear to anyone who has been um, uh, following any of these stories that indeed this goes well beyond any type of partisanship. Um, and it goes well beyond uh, any type of um, uh, vote turnover or changing results. If the results are going to change, they're going to change because it's merited, okay? That is not the end result, although we do have impetus uh, in that direction uh, to kind of spur us along and fire us along, ladies and gentlemen, point being that Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, green, blue, red, whatever color you want to call yourself, um, uh, our vote is indeed sacred and our vote is indeed representative, not of just our voice and not of just our choice, but the very freedom and liberty for which this country symbolically stands that is exactly what our vote represents. So I'm very excited by this, guys. I don't know about you all. ProtectAmerica.vote. ProtectAmerica.vote. Get more information. Sign up there, ladies and gentlemen. And, um, well, you know, uh, only, it can only lead to good things, ladies and gentlemen. It can only lead to good things. Thank you for tossing the can this way, Tam Growl. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Uh, Y'all's support is most deeply appreciated here at the Sea Report. I know I've been off the air and I was on intermittently last week, but again, uh, just catching up with my health and uh, ensuring that I can keep on doing this, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, whether you support by way of gold pill donation over at the Foxhole.app or pill.net, or whether you support by way of cash app or... Um, uh, PayPal. Most definitely, definitely appreciate your generosity in keeping this machine going, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, with that said, actually, uh, hey, President Trump, what's going on? 
sorry, President Trump, didn't mean to pull you up so soon. Uh, wanted to go ahead and plug the show store real quick. Uh, shopmrc.tv, shopmrc.tv. Uh, got to definitely uh, do a little bit of plugging so we can keep the, uh, keep the um, uh, how you say, uh, the machine well-oiled. You can get your Mr. C merchandise uh, and the C Report merchandise over at shopmrc.tv. Actually, uh, the uh, correct address would be shop-mr-ctv.creators-spring.com, but that is just too far long of a uh, address to remember. So just go over to the cereport.com and click on the um, um, store um, button at the top right-hand corner. So I don't have that here for you guys to see it real quick, but uh, I can throw the address on the screen at least. The cereport.com and click on the store button on the top right-hand corner will be right up here somewhere and you can check out the latest mr c merchandise we actually do have some newer mr c merchandise right here if you take a look at some of the shirts we have promoting like for example this mug here that would be the uh classic uh the c report mug right the c report.com mug you can get your hands on that there if you'd like but uh, we actually have a new um we have a new uh design in the store let me see if I can pull that up for you real quick, guys. You can take a gander before we get into tonight's C-Report. Oh, look, we have all kinds of Mr. C merchandise for you guys here. But, oh, look, uh, you know, this one's actually one of my favorites. Let me just pull that up real quick. That is the uh, Kofefe shirt, the President Trump Kofefe shirt. Uh, for those, it comes in multiple colors here. You want? Do you want a Kofefe in pink? You can get a Kofefe in pink. But probably my favorite aspect over here is it actually tells you what Kofefe means. For those of you who had no idea... H.R. 2884 Kofefe Act of 2017. It's all about making sure that uh, presidential uh, records uh, are retained even if they are on social media or on websites. That's right. Revising the definition of documentary material to include social media. What a masterful a move that President Trump made in 2017, the Communications Over Various Feeds Electronically for Engagement Act, COFEFE. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That is exactly what COFEFE stands for. Okay, let me show you the brand new, uh, the brand new uh, um, shirt design that we have for the Sea Report store. Coming to you guys right down here. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Might as well, uh, it, you know, it's always been what? It's always been rhino hunting season here at the Sea Report and Mr. CTV. So from the White House to the State House, it's rhino hunting season. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. I'm not going to allow Eric Greitens to be the only one to capitalize on that age old saying here from the Sea Report. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. So head over to the cereport.com, click on the store button, and check out what we got there for you. We actually have this design on multiple items, not just on, uh, not just on shirts. Uh, oh, yeah. hear about this one. Yeah, let's, let's let's just look at this one real quick. Still limited, everything woke turns to shit in case you guys wanted to get that before I remove the design. It's also on the mug as well. You can get your... 
Victoria Millie Mug, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria Millie. Hey, girl, what's up? Everything woke turns to shit. Okay. <laughs> Grab it while you can, why don't you? Because I'm going to remove that from the website soon. And then, as I was saying, you know, even uh, like on drinkware such as this, yeah, it's rhino hunting season. Could you imagine just like, you know, drinking a, a nice cold, ice cold beer out of that tall boy right there? Mm-hmm. Rhino hunting season. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and take that off the screen. You know, I don't do plugging too much on uh, the show, but you know, it helps uh, on multiple, multiple fronts. One again with uh, keeping the show up and going and showing your support and also, uh, you know, showing your sea report spirit um, to your friends and your families uh, by way of getting shirts or whatever other merchandise that we got. Hey, you guys asked for it. I gave it to you guys. Otherwise, I never would have done it. TheSeaReport.com and store on the top right-hand corner shop Mr. CTV. We'll probably do some more stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'll probably make some Sea in the Dark merchandise eventually. And I'll try and uh, keep up with that, guys. So... All right, y'all, there you go, there you go, and uh, we're done with that part of the show. Let's move on to some President Trump statements to get us rolling, guys. Don't got a whole lot. In fact, uh, between yesterday and today, he was really uh, doing a lot of endorsements for the Utah primaries, and then, of course, he had some endorsements for Illinois. In fact, I think Illinois is actually running their primaries tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. We'll see how Mary Miller does. I'm pretty sure she'll do good. And uh, he only had two speakers at the Illinois rally, which is a far many more than uh, those who are endorsed in like states like Oregon, for example. Uh, but yeah, I was like, man, it's pretty, pretty meager, pretty slim pickings there for uh, the boss to uh, hand his endorsement over to. Uh, but let's see what we got by way of statements from President Trump. Go ahead and get that pulled up on the screen. All right, here we go. Says here, what about the massive ballot stuffing shown on government tape by the highly respected and credible patriots of true, true the vote? Someone needs to fire whoever is running Donald Trump's account on Truth Social. This is like the fourth or fifth mistake or error I have seen them make, okay? Fire it. I don't care if it's Ali Akbar, Alexander. Get that little rat out of there. Someone get someone who can run his social media the right way, please. Who doesn't misspell his words unless they're intentional. And I don't think truth the vote is intentional. Okay. All right. Uh, granted, President Trump did pronounce it truth the vote a few times when he was live. Give me a break, ladies and gentlemen. I don't need a Kit Kat. I mean, I need correct spelling and punctuation here okay uh the patriots of true the vote okay not truth the vote true t-r-u-e the vote and look at truth to vote do you think this is a uh this, do you think this is a comms mistake for q and and the QAnons? i don't think so okay true the vote you, do you guys do you guys think that it's a little bit too much to ask for them to get that correct? 
you know, whoever's running President Trump's. I mean, we're, it's, we are far too far in this to have that kind of an error. Truth to vote. Truth to vote. Uh, President Trump needs to get this taken care of immediately, guys. I'm sick of it, okay? Sick of it, okay? All right. I suppose that's okay also. What? To say truth to vote? I guess it's okay. Such lies by the unselects, okay? I just, you know... I'm just saying, guys. I am just saying. Okay. All right. Elections have consequences, and so do misspelling election grassroots organizations that are doing everything in their power to ensure that the American people are taken care of, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Elections have consequences, consequences, consequences. I promised to appoint judges and justices that would stand up for the Constitution. Today, the Supreme Court upheld the Second Amendment right of all Americans, period, uh, point blank, period, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Raven2000, good evening, how you doing? Ashanjo, good evening, how you doing? Thanks for gifting the cookie. Um, Raven2000 says, I think he actually says it that way at his, he does, you're right. In fact, Raven2000, uh, President Trump had said truth the vote as I clearly called out every time we did a watch party. Uh, he finally said it right, or I should say correctly. Whoa, this is before Casper, Wyoming. Okay. Now in the last election, I, I mean, in the last rally on Saturday, I don't recall him mentioning true the vote, but he got it right. Okay. He did get it right. He got it right, which means um, he corrected himself, but on purpose, I mean, give me a break, okay? Give me a break, give me a break, not a Kit Kat bar, okay? I just, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. I just need, uh, I just need a logical reason of why he would say truth to vote or it would say truth to vote on purpose to draw attention to true the vote because that's not going to help. It's not like when you uh, misspell the word stolen, right? And then you uh, search stolen and then you find out it has something to do with like some German Christmas bread. And then when you look that up, you go and you find out that it has to do with like, oh, I don't know, like uh, a city in Germany, Dresden, right? And then you find out like, oh, like there's CIA headquarters in Dresden. And then you go and you find out that there was election fraud in Dresden, right? You know, and you can, you can, I can follow that train of thought okay maybe stolen was spelt wrong because maybe he's trying to get people to look at dresden germany and the election situation and the cia situation in dresden germany okay maybe that could make sense but you know i don't dig that well and my bread don't break my bread don't bake that well either so i you know i'm just i'm not gonna really like jump into that right okay but truth to vote and true the vote there's no way that that does the organization any well. You're not going to search truth to vote. We'll do it right now and then come up with true the vote. And he's not going to get uh, he's not going to get banned on truth social for mentioning truth to vote. So why even misspell it? Let's see here. When I search truth to vote. What's the truth about true the vote? Mm. Uh, I mean, nothing here points to in these searches about true the vote and truth to vote. Uh, it just, it doesn't, it do, nothing here adds up. Uh, Rand Paul inadvertently tells the truth about Republican voter fraud. I mean, 
No, the truth about illegal voting, the truth about voting rights, uh, U.S. election 2020 fact-checking Trump's team's main fraud claims, ex-prosecutor claims Barr pressured him not to look into voter fraud, uh, trailer for 2,000 mules, but you can get that with True the Vote, a search either way. I, I honestly think when it comes to maybe not stolen, S-T-O-L-L-E-N, with the German Christmas bread Dresden CAA election fraud, but maybe, you know, maybe I think that is misspelled uh, for the very sake of drawing people's attention to his misspelling of the words so they look at, so they can criticize him and inadvertently they get the message out, right? They're like, oh, look at this dumbass President Trump spelled stolen wrong. And then, you know, it's like, oh, but everyone sees the message because they're making fun of the fact that he spelled it wrong. Kofefe, right? What did we tell you Kofefe means? Okay, I, C-Report was one of the first, if not the only one who was reporting about the truth about Kofefe, Okay. Now, um, the thing about the matter is here is that when we're talking about truth to vote and truth the vote, um, there's no misspelling there that would draw someone's attention to that. Do you think that the media is going to say, oh, look at this doofus. He he mispronounced true the vote like I do. No, (laughs) they're not. As far as they're concerned, truth to vote is the actual name of the organization. So I think that that is just Ali Akbar's team screwing things up on his uh, truth social and making him look a certain way. They're probably like, let's get Mr. C to turn on Donald Trump. No, I mean, obviously, no. Uh, This show is not that big. Okay, I would not make one lick of a difference if I turned on Donald Trump or not. But anyways, it's just fun thing to entertain, I guess. Uh, But uh, seriously, though, seriously, though, uh, you could tell which are spelled or what grammar is done intentionally versus what is not. I'm just saying, trust the plan. Okay. What is the plan? Okay. You know what? I, has Donald Trump ever said, trust the plan? No, only Q people ever said, trust the plan. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough about that, guys. Enough about that. I mean, it is what it is, right? It is what it is. I say the truth social one, guys, the truth social account, whoever's running that for Trump, they've made much ghastlier uh, types of uh, errors uh, than that. But to be this far in the game, okay, uh, and where President Trump has already said true the vote correctly, there's something up with that. I'm just saying There's something up with that. Okay, guys, time to get into today's report. Now, I have been meaning to get with you guys about Otero County, New Mexico for about two weeks, okay? So we're two weeks removed, and uh, we are most definitely well outside of the sphere of what happened in Otero County, New Mexico. I don't know if anyone ever caught you guys up with what happened in Otero County, New Mexico. Now, you know, spoiler alert... I can tell you for a fact, in the end, uh, all of New Mexico ended up certifying the 2022 presidential election. Now, I know that's not as um, I know that's not as riveting of a story had we been able to cover this day by day as it was unfolding. Right, the drama that was happening in Otero County, New Mexico, was was very very uh, edge of seat type of stuff going on here. We had. Uh, on the heels of the Otero County commissioners 
voting to remove the Dominion voting machines from their county. We had the New Mexico primary happen, and then we um, had the Otero County Commissioners voting not to certify the 2022 primaries. So, uh, you know, the very, very dramatic, you know, very edge of the seat, like very much so let's, you know, let's tune in for tomorrow's episode to see what happens. Well, you know what? We weren't able to do that the last two weeks, but I'm going to catch you guys up on it either way, because I don't know that you guys have heard these stories from anyone else anywhere anyways. So uh, let's let's take it step by step here, guys. Let's check it out here. We had Otero County declining to certify New Mexico primary elections. Um, and also they were citing voter fraud concerns. This came out of Alamogordo News. So this is a legacy type of uh, outlet here, guys. Uh, so you can expect to read bias in it. The Otero County Commission did not approve the 2022 primary election canvas at its special meeting Monday, June 13th. The decision came after discussions at this and other Otero County Commission meetings where it was established that the commission does not trust the accuracy of the Dominion voting machines. Um, Otero County Commissioner Chairwoman Vicki Marquart said, I do not trust these machines and I want Otero County to have a fair election for everybody. New Mexico Secretary of State spokesperson Alex Curtis. Now, this guy is right in the crosshairs, Alex Curtis, as uh, being a chief participant in the election fraud as a Democrat operative in the state of New Mexico. Okay. Alex Curtis, that, if there's a name you did not want, there's a name you did not want to forget or be unaware of, Alex Curtis is that name that you want to remember. Uh, right there with Maggie Toulouse Oliver, the Secretary of Snakes in New Mexico. Now, Alex Curtis said that the Otero County Commission did not follow any current legal protocols. Curtis said, we are evaluating our next steps on the Otero Commission's vote today regarding the hand counting of ballots, but there is no current legal protocol for such measures outside the post-election audit. Uh, he went on to say, again, that vote by the commission was not following any illegal election protocols and is not based on any issue identified in the 2022 primary election results specifically. So what I can say for a fact in regard to this, ladies and gentlemen, is that uh, as you'll see as we move along into this story, is that uh, basically the commissioner's job to certify those elections, according to what has been done in New Mexico, is completely ceremonial, okay? It's ceremonial, it's it's ministerial, it is symbolic, but it, it according to them, it, it amounts to a hill of beans, okay? Like... Basically, what the New Mexico Secretary of Snakes, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, as well as the New Mexico Supreme Court have deduced is that the commissioners signing off and certifying of elections per their county is completely symbolic and uh, ministerial, has, has no meaning and basis in reality for whether or not that county should be certified, which is it's quite ludicrous, really. Uh, but I'll explain to you guys in just a sec 
how they come about that, um, how they came about that judging or reasoning based on what happened in the 2022 primary with Otero County. And there was one other county, uh, specifically Sandoval County, if I'm not mistaken, that really hesitated on the certification. Uh, but back to the article, it explains how the elections are certified in New Mexico. Now, these, um, um, these explanations for certification do vary from state to state, okay? But let's take a look at the process in New Mexico. It says, the process of certifying a primary elections canvas is required to continue the election process into the general election in November. In this case, canvas means to examine votes officially for authenticity. Um, the county canvas has to be done first before it can go to the state in order for somebody to be issued a certificate of election. Otero County Clerk Robin Holmes. Now, Robin Holmes has been opposed to Otero commissioners uh, every step of the way. And if you guys recall, when we watched the um, um, New Mexico Audit Forces a hearing dirt at the uh, county commissioners for Otero, uh, and you had this one lady who kept on popping up and saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, that was Robin Holmes. Okay, so Robin Holmes, the county clerk, was objectional towards a lot of the information that was being brought out during that audit forces um, meeting about their findings of the audit in Otero County. J just so you guys can keep track of, uh, you know, who the players are here. Now, uh, let's see here. Uh, now, uh, June 13th. Okay, that was one of the meetings. Okay, so the county canvas has to be done first before it can go to the state in order for somebody to be issued a certificate of election. It's part of the steps that happen if you look at the statute. Once an election canvas is certified at the county level, it goes to the New Mexico Secretary of State's office where it is certified there. And then certificates of election are issued to the candidates who won their party's nomination, which is what puts the nominees on the general election ballot, Holmes said. This canvas, this countywide canvas has to be certified whether you all do it or not, Holmes said. If it's sent up to the district judge to determine, then at some point it's going to get signed. It's going to get approved. It has to in order for all steps to take place. So what I am gleaning from this, and we'll see if you guys uh, glean this as well, is that in order for a um, an election or um, result, an election result to move to the next level, which is a Secretary of State's office where that certification happens, it has to happen at the county level first, okay? Which means it is up to the county commissioners whether or not they are going to certify that election based on a countywide canvas, okay? Following along, y'all, I think I'm still following. It says here, the race for the Republican nomination for the District 2 Otero County Commission seat is expected to be recounted. The recount cannot be done until after both the county and state canvases are certified, Holmes said. There is no indication that the 2022 primary election in New Mexico was conducted with anything less than the highest standards of election administration by dedicated county clerks and civil servants across our state, says Alex Curtis, who is the Democrat operative 
who was uh, found to be um, um, uh, colluding with the Secretary of State, as well as NGOs and other Democrat operatives during the 2020 election. If you guys will recall the emails that we reviewed during the New Mexico Audit Forces hearing into election fraud on the 2020 election at the Otero County Commissioner's meeting. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Curtis goes on to say the commission is doing an extreme disservice to the voters of Otero County and candidates seeking to have their names on the general election ballot by refusing to certify the results of the 2022 primary election. And they've done this without any indication that the results were in question and over the objections of the Otero County clerk. According to state statutes, district court may issue a writ of mandamus to the county canvassing board to compel it to approve the report of the county canvass and certify the elections. Dominion voting machines. At the June 9th Otero County uh, Commission meeting, the approved three items pertaining to they approved three items pertaining to election security. One of these was to no longer use Dominion voting machines by state statute. Otero County can purchase new voting machines so long as they are approved for use by the New Mexico Secretary of Snakes office. If we have our own machines, I would feel more comfortable. Mark Hart said. And the new machines would be paid for by both New Mexico Voting System Revolving Fund and by Otero County. The Voting System Revolving Fund is operated by the New Mexico Board of Finance. Another of the three items was to hand count all ballots that were put through Dominion Voting Machines. Ballot boxes are locked by precinct board following its first tally and count. No person shall open the ballot box or remove its content except by court order or as otherwise provided by the election code, according to state statute. And the third item was to remove ballot drop boxes. Counties are required to have one ballot drop box for every 25,000 registered voters. Otero County has two, one at the Otero County Clerk's Office and another at Tularosa Public Safety Building. The drop boxes are secured to the ground, are locked at all times, installed in a light area, and have a centralized video surveillance camera system, the rule states. Oh, but do they? When ballot drop boxes are not in use, such when in such as when is voting is not actively happening, a slot closer is installed on the box. So uh, what this article from Almo Gordo News has done is it um, basically explained all of the measures that Otero County commissioners took uh, in vote uh, as per their requests or what their basically what their constituents want. You know, no drop boxes, uh, um, an immediate ballot count. Um, and then also, of course, to remove Dominion voting systems. And uh, this article from Alamo Gordo News, again, a legacy media um, um, local establishment type of news agency, has basically refuted it, you know, even though it's really, it's really kind of a, in my opinion, a shallow type of refutation, right? It's just point by point, and then uh, not much else um, uh, explanation into what's going on here. Now, a lot of this impetus came from the uh, com uh, the audit forces findings from the 2020 election results, uh, again, including collusion, including um, including referencing the uh, Antrim County, Michigan um, um, audit that occurred, wherein, uh, again, Dr. Sorry, Professor, uh, the professor um, who was uh, responsible for that um, 
let me think of his name. Uh, professor, 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 professor. Oh, I cannot think of his name right now. It's escaping me. Here, let me, uh, I don't want to leave you guys without a name here. Um, why is his name not coming to my head? I got it right here. It's okay, guys. Uh, we're talking about Professor... Clements. There we go. There we go. Professor Clements. Thank you for waiting, guys. I just had to, uh, I had to make sure I gave you guys, not Dumbledore Tam Growl. It is Clements. Okay. <laughs> I had to make sure I gave you guys the name. I mean, come on. Anyways. Okay. So yeah, the findings that uh, Clements had when he was doing the uh, Antrim County um, uh, Dominion Voting Machines um, audit because uh, they use the exact same machines in uh, Otero County, New Mexico. They use the exact same machines in Fulton County, Georgia, ladies and gentlemen. So, well, there you have it. Now, okay, so when we're talking about, um, they're saying that the, uh, what do you call it? That the uh, Otero County commissioners um, needed valid proof, okay? They, they refused to certify the elections. Uh, based on the fact that they did not trust the Dominion voting machines, okay, uh, but they did not have hand-ready proof to give over to the Secretary of Snake saying that this is exactly the fraud that occurred. It was based on the fact that A, Otero County had already voted to remove Dominion voting machines, and B, that because of the information that they received from Professor Clements, uh, they did not trust the machines, okay? So that is basically where that landed. Now, because on a technicality, uh, you are not able to, um, they were not able to hand over specifically named enumerated violations or fraud of the 2022 primary. That's kind of where they got in a pickle, if that makes any sense, guys. So they couldn't really say, you know, hey, this is the fraud we found. Take a look at it. And this is why we're not certifying based on this canvas. Uh, what they did have was just, um, well, you know, um, Commissioner, Commissioner Griffith, Coy Griffith said it was based on a gut feeling, which was really not a strong argument, in my opinion. But that is where he went with that. So uh, what we did have here is we had Maggie Seuss Oliver, the Secretary of Snakes, running to the New Mexico Supreme Court in order to um, get this solved, which, you know, in my opinion, really shows um, a type of, uh, I would say, judicial and legislative collusion between the two agencies, because within 24 hours of um, uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver running to the New Mexico um, Supreme Court, they had already doled out a ruling and an order to the New Mexico Otero County commissioners in regards to certification. Uh, let's take a look. Guys, hold on to your lunch. Hold on to your dinner. We're going to take a look real quick at, um, yeah, that's right, the Mad Cow Show. And uh, we're going to get to see uh, Maggie Toulouse Oliver, Secretary of Snakes for New Mexico, speaking on this matter. And uh, just kind of uh, pay attention to what it is that they are saying. As we get ready for the next hearing of the January 6th investigation tomorrow, we'll have a primetime recap of that tomorrow night here at 8 p.m. Eastern here on MSNBC. 
the consequences of former President Trump's claims that he won't respect election results, um, the consequences of that continue to be felt all around the country, just all over the place. The latest, weirdest consequence of that is happening right now in the great state of New Mexico, where the three Republican county commissioners are refusing to certify the election results in their county from this month's primaries. The commissioners haven't raised any actual concerns about anything going wrong in those elections. They just don't want to certify the election results because they don't feel good about it. New Mexico's Secretary of State stepped in and brought a lawsuit to the state Supreme Court yesterday. Today, the state Supreme Court ordered those county commissioners that they need to certify the election results by Friday. One of the commissioners has already suggested that she'll laugh off any such order from a court saying, what, you're going to put me in prison? The question is, what does happen if they continue to refuse to obey the state Supreme Court? And what happens to the votes of all those people who voted in New Mexico? Joining us now is New Mexico's Secretary of State, Maggie Toulouse-Oliver. Madam Secretary, thank you very much for your time tonight. It's a pleasure to have you here. Oh, I'm happy to be here, Rachel. Thank you. Uh, have I explained any of this wrong? I am a little bit new to this story. I've been reading local coverage, and that's pretty much how I understand it. But tell me if I've missed out anything important. No, it's it's a very cut and dried situation. There is a mandatory duty uh, that the county commission has to review the results, the report from the county clerk from our primary election last week. You know, they're welcome to ask questions. Uh, there's even some limited authority for them to, you know, bring in a precinct board, ask them questions if there's any concerns about the accuracy of the results. Uh, of course, they've chosen to do none of that. Uh, and they based uh, their unlawful action not to certify the election on, as you, I think, have accurately summarized, their feelings about the election machines. And that is not within the context of the law, within the scope of their authority. Uh, and quite frankly, you know, I think what we're looking at is a concern for uh, a democratic, a breakdown of our democracy and a breakdown of the process moving forward if they don't do the right thing and what the Supreme Court has ordered them to do. So the Supreme Court has ordered them to, to certify these election results. We don't yet know what the response from the commissioners will be to that. I will note that you raised the prospect um, in the press release announcing that you were taking uh, this writ to the Supreme Court over this matter. You raised the prospect that there could potentially be a criminal referral to the state attorney general's office in terms of these uh, county commissioners violating their, their oaths of office. Um, when one of these commissioners sort of laughed off the prospect of, of, of complying with a court order here, saying, what are you going to do, put me in prison? I think she thought that was a ridiculous prospect, but it sounds like that might not be a ridiculous prospect. I, I don't think it is ridiculous. Uh, we are making that referral to the attorney general. This commission uh, has taken a number of unlawful actions over the course of the last couple of weeks. They took a vote, which is ultimately symbolic, but to ban uh, the state certified voting systems in their county. They took a vote to remove uh, certified monitored containers to receive uh, absentee ballots or mail-in ballots, which is also counter to state law. Uh, and then they ordered or, or were attempting to order a hand recount of the results. Um, and none of those are provided for in state law. Now, mind you, the irony of this entire situation is that 
if they certify the results, there are a number of processes that can then take place, and particularly for candidates who may have questions about the outcome of the election. We can undertake recounts, we can undertake rechecks of the voting system, but unless and until this commission in their capacity as the canvassing board does their mandatory duty, we can't do any of that. And uh, so we have made that referral or we're going to be making that referral shortly. And quite frankly, criminal prosecution is on the list as well as removal from office for these commissioners who are violating the law. Wow. Um, New Mexico Secretary of State Maggie Toulouse-Oliver, I'm sure you never anticipated your duties as Secretary of State uh, requiring this kind of action, um, but here you are. Thank you very much for helping us understand it tonight. Please stay in touch with us about this story as it, as it moves forward. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Hill.net. Bleh! Right? Ugh. Yeah, that's kind of what I think about Mad Cow. But anyhow, so very interesting that you notice how um, many times Maggie Toulouse-Oliver uh, is saying things like mandatory. It's mandatory for them to do this. It's mandatory for them to do that. As well as it's symbolic. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. Okay. So really what they're trying to paint the picture here is that, uh, you know, county commissioners who, I mean, obviously there's a reason why there's a step here in the process of certifying elections that these um, these uh, county commissioners, uh, they have to, it's mandatory that they uh, certify elections regardless and that it's symbolic about the decisions that they make. Now, if you were to take an examination of, um, of uh, say, what was it, uh, Kentucky, Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, we're looking at Williamson County, Tennessee. They, the, the county commissioner there, they kicked out Dominion voting systems. There was nothing symbolic about their decision to do that. Now, between Tennessee and New Mexico, uh, if, if that is just the way it goes, and sim it's symbolic in the state of New Mexico, but it actually has teeth in the state of Tennessee, well, I would say maybe perhaps we're looking at uh, the state of New Mexico wanting to maybe adjust something as far as their legislative and judicial concerns go. I mean, wouldn't you guys if uh, if really uh, the uh, states, uh, the commissioners of the county, their role is totally symbolic? I mean, would you even want to have that kind of symbolic ministerial authority? Why even have the county commissioners sign off or certify themselves if that is the case, right? But as she also said, they could not do anything at state level until the commissioners signed off on it. Now, fact of the matter is here, guys, that uh, the commissioners really didn't have the teeth required for them to stand on that ground. And I was actually uh, looking for another article that I had here. It might actually be in this uh, tabs system here somewhere um, about um, the... Um, 
about the commissioners and uh we had there was an article i had found somewhere about uh what 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 they actually said uh in regards to um the election uh the the primary because what ends up happening here guys what ends up happening here is that we have the commissioners were threatened by the new mexico uh, supreme court um, uh, that they would be um, fined, uh, thrown in jail, and they would have their positions removed from them if they did not certify. Uh, we end up having uh, two of three of the commissioners in, um, in the county that end up on the final day, which was Friday of last week, I believe, uh, going ahead and certifying the election results. Okay. Uh, the gentleman on the screen, his name is uh, Coy Griffith, okay? Uh, Coy Griffith uh, was the only commissioner who would not certify the elections for 2022 primary. In a vote of two to one, uh, they end up certifying Otero County's um, um, elections. So they held it up for almost two weeks, guys, almost two weeks. State couldn't do nothing. State couldn't do nothing about it until that vote went through. So, of course, they go to the New Mexico Supreme Court. And, well, there you have it, guys. All done and taken care of. Now, one of the commissioners, I believe it was that Marketh, uh, Markarth woman uh, that I had mentioned before, actually said, and I really wish I could, have, I could pull that article so you guys, I could read to you her exact words about what she said. Uh, but to paraphrase, she said, well, it was either stick to our guns or uh, be removed from the commissioner's board. Can you believe that, guys? Can you believe that? She was like, I know our constituents want us to stick to our guns, but if it, w it was either that or be removed as a commissioner. Now, what do you think was more important to that woman? Okay, do you think upholding the will of the constituents was important? Do you think protecting elections was important? Do you think that following the constitution or their state constitution was important to that woman? Or do you think having a spot as a commissioner, having a title was important to her. I mean, that it really is quite disgusting. It's really quite disgusting. She acknowledged, she acknowledged in her statement that even though it was the will of the people that brought them to that point of declining to certify the elections, okay, she acknowledged it was the will of the people and yet she still went ahead and uh, certified the election because she was faced with being removed from her seat as a county commissioner. And she would much rather have that seat than, uh, you know, go for the long haul and, um, no, we don't want to leave it, go for the long haul and, uh, and stand her ground, which is what the people wanted her to do, okay? pretty disgusting. And in fact, I think I actually found, I think I actually found the article. Let me, uh, let me pull it up here for you guys. You can see I'm not making it up. Okay. I believe it is in this article here. Well, let me pull it up for you guys real quick. 
So you can cinch it, ladies and gentlemen. You can cinch it with your own eyes. Okay, let me go into immersive. All right, so Tarot County is a heads up to future vote theft and judicial autocracy. Now reading this headline, Otero County's a heads up to future vote theft and judicial autocracy. It sounds like uh, this is an independent alternative type of uh, article that is for on the side of the people. But this is actually a legacy and a, uh, a leftist um, article. So they're, they're talking about how everything that happened in Otero County was future vote theft. And judicial autocracy, when we're talking about the New Mexico Supreme Court within 24 hours issuing an order to a county, and you're saying that judicial autocracy has nothing to do with what we witnessed, but something else, it's ridiculous, right? Uh, it says, uh, one person, one vote counted, blah, 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 blah. Okay, uh, let me bring it up here real quick. Last three, okay, here, here we go, here we go. Last week, all three Republican Otero County, New Mexico County commissioners voted unanimously against certifying the vote results of their June 7th primary. The commissioner's justification for the vote theft was that they don't trust the Dominion vote tabulation machines used in the primary election, even though according to Otero County clerk Robin Holmes, the state-owned Dominion vote machines were tested by Otero County officials in public view and independently certified in advance. And a firm called Echomel. Oh, this is this is where they're also uh, screwing up and spinning the story here. You guys were following along with us here at the Sea Report during the uh, New Mexico uh, audit force um, audit of the uh, county for 2020. A firm called Echomel uh, that commissioners uh, paid uh, found no election fraud as a revol result of their services. Now that's actually misinformation, disinformation. Echomel did not complete their um, complete their investigation. Okay, they did not complete their investigation. So from what they did complete, they found no election fraud. They ended their investigation prematurely because of the duress they were experiencing by uh, the uh, House um, the House uh, House Committee on um, uh, not elections House Committee on. Um, uh, regulations or something like that. It's the one that's run. It's it's the one that's run by that uh, that uh, chairperson, uh, Representative Rayburn. Anyways, okay. So this is misinformation, disinformation right here. Okay, that they're they're utilizing to their own to their own benefit. Uh, but what it said right here is Otero County Commissioner Vicky Marquart said, I have huge concerns with these voting machines when I certify stuff that I don't know is right. I feel like I'm being dishonest because in my heart, I don't know if it is right. Okay, so on, on, and that's, that's valid point there, guys. They didn't have, technically, they did not have the exact um, information that said it was fraudulent in their canvas, right? It was based on a feeling as Maggie Toulouse and uh, um, uh, Rachel Mandcow said in that interview. Uh, so if we're looking at this right down here, um, here's where we have a uh, Coy Griffin, the guy whose picture we just tell on the screen, it says the one commissioner uh, Coy Griffin, who voted again not to certify the primary votes in defiance of the Supreme Court, was not present at Friday's meeting and voted no verbally over a speakerphone as he was in Washington, D.C., where he had been sentenced earlier that same Friday. 
See, he had been sentenced earlier that same Friday to 14 days in jail on one count of entering a restricted area during the January 6, 2021 false flag right at the Capitol, uh, U.S. Capitol. We'll talk about that in a minute. But right here, again, Commissioner Mark Hart said, um, she said this, she ex- this was her explanation for voting to certify the results. I don't want to let anybody down. I know there's a lot of people who want us to stand our ground, but I don't think it's worth us getting removed from our seats to do that. Okay, she's a sellout, this uh, Commissioner Mark Hart. I don't think it's worth get us losing our seats, getting removed from our seats to do that, which means she is way more, uh, she's way more uh, importance. She has way more importance on maintaining her commissioner's seat than she does on standing her ground. Okay, her little title of Otero County Commissioner is more important to her than actually standing on the grounds that her the people want her to. I mean, it's disgusting. And that's what we this is the problem. Okay, that is the problem. When we're talking about uh, people in office, they're way more concerned with maintaining their title than they are with actual, you know, standing up for what is right, guys. Disgusting. Okay, disgusting. It's just totally disgusting. Anyways, I just wanted to show that to you guys, okay, before we move on with the rest of uh, tonight's um, show about where we are in America right now, guys, we need to get rid of people like that, okay? We need to get rid, rid of people like Commissioner Mark Hart, who cannot, who cannot stand up for what is right. Now, Coy Griffin, on the other hand, who was there at the um, uh, January 6th false flag riots, who did enter the Capitol, who was facing... Uh, sentencing. He was sentenced. Let's let's wrap up with New, New Mexico real quick, guys. Let's wrap up with New Mexico so we can move on to Nevada. Let me talk about Nevada. Um, we have, um, let's see here, uh, New Mexico County Commissioner Coy Griffin votes to decertify recent illegitimate election results. He's sentenced to 14 days for peacefully protesting the stolen 2020 election on January 6th. I think this article is coming to us from the Gateway Pundit. Just to wrap up New Mexico... Uh, Now, this is where it's wrong here. It says, in apparent retribution for calling out the illegitimate voting machines used in New Mexico and decertifying the recent primary election, New Mexico Otero County Commissioner Coy Griffin was sentenced today to 14 days in jail for peacefully protesting. Now, he was sentenced prior to the decertification that happened, guys, in New Mexico. (laughs) So that's a little bit of, like, drama on the part of, uh, you know, the Gateway Pundit, I believe, okay? (laughs) But... I wouldn't say it was retribution, even though it's fun to believe that and it gives us more drive in our fight against, you know, what's wrong. But let's 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 be correct here. okay? they they voted him. I mean, they voted they sentenced him to 14 days in the morning and in the afternoon. He voted to decertification. Okay, so had nothing to do with retribution, ladies and gentlemen, gateway pundit had nothing to do with retribution. Let's get it right. Okay. Coy Griffin is an American patriot. He's a county commissioner in Otero County, New Mexico. Last week, Coy heard attorney David Clement and his wife, Erin, present the argument that the results in their county and any county in New Mexico should not be certified because the machines used in an election do not comply with New Mexico law. Now, you know, Coy Griffin could have said that, as we uh, so uh, dutifully illustrated 
uh, on uh, the Tuesday of last week's episode, uh, as well as at uh, the we have an article written talking about how Maggie Sluice Oliver, uh, Secretary of State for New Mexico, confirms that the state's um, elections uh, machines are not certified lawfully. Okay, Coy Griffin could have said, hey, uh, the state's machines are not certified lawfully, and because of that, we chose not to certify the 2022 primary results they had the paperwork they had the articles they had the uh the proof that they could have sent to not only the new mexico secretary of states but also to the state ag but also to the state's uh, supreme court but again i guess no one was there to back them up on that no one was there to point that out to them you know but it's there ladies and gentlemen and they could have used that as their evidence to not certify 2022 does that happen? Okay. Anyways, you know, and that's why we need these election stories covered by far and by all, ladies and gentlemen, and not just as a footnote at the end of some live streamers, you know, you know podcast. Because if this information were known and talked about, it would be in the minds of people and they could snap to it. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Bannon talks about this. Oh, yeah, Red Pill talks about this. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, everyone talks about this. And, it, and so it, it, it's easy to uh, kind of pull out of the brain, you know, as a reference point. But no, you know, no one talks about this stuff anyways. Okay, even though this is the stuff that's going to eventually save our republic, no one talks about it. It's, you know, kind of crazy. Easy, right uh anyways so getting getting off my soapbox right coy and his fellow commissioners voted not to certify the recent primary results the same commissioners voted to remove dominion voting systems from their elections and go to paper ballots this too was due to the non-compliance with state laws that the machines possess in what appears to be a calculated effort to destroy Commissioners Griffin, the judge representing the corrupt J6 committee uh, sentenced Griffin today for protesting at the 2020 uh, election steal on January 6th. Griffin did nothing wrong, but this does not matter in today's Democrats and Rhinos. Purview, their efforts are to destroy any attempts to address the 2020 election fraud. Uh, far left CNN reports he was sentenced to 14 days uh, with time served. Fined three thousand dollars and given a one-year supervised release with the re requirement that he complete sixty hours of community service. Griffin was videotaped at the Capitol saying he has Mike Pence in our prayers and hoped that Pence would do the right thing and argued uh, during his trial that he was peaceful on January sixth and even calmed a group of rioters by leading them in prayer. The New Mexico Secretary of Snakes, rather than perform the duties of her position and address the issues with the voting system used in her state, went to the Supreme Court to force the counties to certify the illegitimate elect, uh, results in the recent primary. The Supreme Court agreed with the corrupt Democrat politician and ruled that the primary, all primary elections should be certified. This odd ruling took away the county's right to protect their elections and prevent fraudulent or illegitimate election results from being certified. The New Mexico Supreme Court disagreed. On Friday, Otero County's commission voted to certify the results. They were threatened by the Secretary of State with jail time, and they thought they could do better not working from jail. Coy Griffin maintained his no vote. What needs to be done in New Mexico is the counties need to join together and petition the state Supreme Court for mandating that they certify election results that are in conflict with the state's law. 
Certain things must take place in an election per the regulations and they are not taking place. Certifying these results allows illegitimate results to be certified. Okay, which that is truer statements there at the end of that article. Ladies and gentlemen, truer, uh, truer statements made at the end of that article and they need to, and they need to. So, uh, well, that is basically that in a nutshell, guys. When we're talking about what happened in New Mexico, I would uh, I would say again that um, the Otero County Commissioners definitely set an example for uh, commissioners around the country. Okay, now if you stay within your election laws per your state, you can't go wrong. And they had the proof and the evidence to back it up, but they had I guess no one there to back them up. I mean, Coy Griffin said himself. He was doing it based on a feeling and based on the fact that he just did not trust the uh, Dominion voting machines, but they were not and are not certified. And that, in my opinion, is enough for them to um, move to remain uncertified. And, you know, that's basically all there is to it, ladies and gentlemen, all there is to it. All right, guys, let's move on to Nevada. All right, give me a heads up if you guys have heard anything about Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, at your regularly attended uh, newscast or live stream or podcast, I would like to know who else is talking about what's going on in Nevada. Uh, real quick, Biblicist, thank you for gifting the cookie. Much appreciated, my friend. And creative writer, thank you for gifting the can. Cheers to the end of Monday, friends and family. Looking forward to this week's circus. Where we go one, we go all. Indeed, we do, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Raven2000 says, I'd go to prison. So would I. You know what? I'd send me to prison. I'm not certifying, right? <laughs> Java says, no integrity. Indeed, no integrity at all. I mean, they put up a bold fight. Why not just, you know, don't be a don't be a sprinter, be a marathon runner, Commissioner Mark Hart. Like seriously, you put your you put a fight up thus far. Why give in when you're threatened with jail time and being stripped of your title, right? I wouldn't vote for that person again. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. Hey, deplore, Laura. What's going on? Good to see you in the audience. 007, likewise, good to see you as well. Thanks for joining us on this Monday evening. So we go through some of the latest election stories, guys. So yeah, Nevada's been up on the screen for a minute, guys. Now, I'm serious. How many of you guys have heard about Nevada? Let me know. Okay, I want to know. All right. So let's talk about Nevada, guys. Election laws broken during the Nevada primary. Okay. Nevada primary happened last week, if I'm not mistaken, on Tuesday. We did have some good stuff coming out of it. Actually, only one good thing that I could report, and that would be that Jim Marchant, uh, who is um, uh, head leader, whatever you want to call him, of the um, Secretary of State's coalition, which is a coalition to uh, bring America first constitution following secretaries of state back into office since uh, George Soros took over many of the Secretary of State's positions with his Secretary of State's, um, uh, Secretary of State's project uh, in the mid-2000s is when George Soros was running this thing, guys. He got people like 
Jocelyn Benson, like Maggie Toulouse Oliver, like Jenna Griswold, like Kate, uh, was there Katie, uh, I was gonna say Katie Holmes, Katie Schnobs uh, over there in Arizona, <coughs> elected to office and running a far left progressive Secretary of Snakes oh. office. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Jim Marchant did receive uh, the nod from his um, um, state in Nevada from to be the primary contender, which is a great thing, guys. A great thing indeed. I'm actually most curious to know, uh, you know, whether or not uh, Jim Marchant has spoken up on the matter of the fraud that was found in 2020 because you know i've uh not been able to dig as deep as i'd like to for tonight's episode but uh, i will be looking into that okay because i'm very curious if he sp uh, he won his uh primary okay so i'm wondering if he's speaking up about all of the other election fraud in um in nevada that took place if you guys want an example We'll take a look at this press release from gubernatorial candidate Joey Gilbert, who is running against uh, Trump-endorsed Sheriff Lombardo for the primary spot in the Republican Party. Yeah, I know some of you guys are probably like, what you talking about? What you talking about, Mr. C? Sheriff Lombardo? You're talking about the sheriff who covered up the, um, uh, what was it, uh, 2018 um, uh, mass shooting in, uh, in, in Las Vegas? Yes, that's the exact guy that we're talking about. The guy who is, and I don't use this word loosely, hated by all of the constituents in Nevada, running for governor, endorsed by Trump, okay, wins the primary by about, I think it was, I heard 90%, guys. Crazy. And they're saying that absolutely in the state of Nevada, one of the most corrupt states for election purposes, uh, that they're not, uh, they're not shy about their election theft. Let's see what the press release from Joey Gilbert has to say. Citing numerous election law violations, over a dozen Nevada candidates contest the primaries. And I'm going to take y'all's silence on whether or not you've heard about Nevada is to tell me that no one else that you guys go to for news is giving you this information. Okay, we'll take that as a, uh, we'll take that as a, uh, what do you call it? Yes, hated by all Raven 2000. Who has told you about Nevada? Tell me now. I want to know who else is telling you. I'm going to take that as a unanimous, no one else we listen to for news is giving us this information type of thing. Citing numerous election law violations, over a dozen Nevada candidates contest primaries. Says right here, among the critics of the Nevada primary election is Republican gubernatorial candidate Joey Gilbert. Gilbert was the winner of most Nevada counties, don't, dominated every straw poll, and was the only candidate to win the Nevada, G, the Nevada GOP endorsement. Gilbert had the most grassroots and statewide support of any candidate in the gubernatorial race. Gilbert has stated that he will not concede the 2020 Nevada gubernatorial primary and plans to, pro, to contest the elections for transparency and accountability concerns. Proof and data coming in daily demonstrate numerous threat vectors have been exploited. 
from ballot secrecy being abandoned, the egregious irreparable chain of custody issues, machines connected to the internet, court orders being ignored, signature verification improperly um, or not being conducted at all, and not to mention at least 44,000 nonpartisan voters that we are aware of were unable to vote, thus disenfranchised. Republicans were told to use certain machines and place ballots in a certain box different from Democrats and nonpartisans. Gilbert said, you can't run on a platform of integrity and fighting against corruption and turn your back on this election and pretend no disingenuous activity occurred that absolutely affected this election. Gilbert is not alone, as numerous candidates have their doubts and many will also be contesting the election because of glaring issues. Secretary of State primary winner Jim Marchant is among those calling for an investigation into apparent violations of Nevada election law. Excellent. Glad to hear it, Marchant. Uh, Marchant says, fraud is a harsh word, but there could have been anomalies, malicious or accidental, based on what I've heard. And uh, Marchant said that to the Las Vegas Review Journal. Okay, so you know what? He's kind of bringing it down a couple of degrees, Marchant is, and I am going to assess that that is because of political reasons and him having won his primary. He even says right here, I'm surprised that I won. I don't know that the system worked. I don't know that the system worked. <laughs> now, I think that he won his primary to shut him up because he's been, you know, he's been the one who's been seeing it loudly and longly over there in the state of Nevada and how odd it would be as a winner for him. It'd be conflicting. I get it. Okay, I get it. Marchand said he wants every county auditor in the state to commit a full audit of primary results by hand, something he would mandate if elected and is pushing for now. Over a dozen Nevada primary candidates plan on contesting, citing numerous election violations, which include but are not limited to Nevada revised statutes require ballot secrecy. The secret ballot NRSs were all violated by placing voter name, party, precinct number, voter ID info, and barcode on every ballot envelope for all to see. So now this, what we're talking about here, guys, is the absentee ballots and them being mailed out to the voters. On the ballot, it marks what party they are a part of, along with other information such as uh, precinct number and voter name. That is clearly against the law that has been revised in the state of Nevada. I mean, that's a clear violation, okay? And yet they went ahead and certified these elections, okay? Ballots received by registrar of voters did not have proper chain of custody. Uh, internet uh, MiFi, it's called here, is slashed was hooked up to the elections management system machine and all voting machines confirmed by the assistant registrar of voters, Heather Carmen on video. Court orders regarding the observation of the elections process were violated. As mentioned above, assistant registrar of voters, Heather Carmen and government affairs manager, Jamie Rodriguez are on video admitting violations. One being that they began tabulating votes the week prior, not surprisingly, with no observation. There was a violation of the Nevada, um, um, 
the NRS, sorry, it's Nevada Revised Statutes. Okay, there was a violation of the NRS requirements, the Nevada Revised Statutes requirements for equal representation from both parties for election workers. Signature verification was improperly conducted or not conducted at all. 44,000 nonpartisan voters who are breaking who are breaking party at a four to one and a six to one ratio to vote for Republicans that were freedom candidates, especially America First and for We the People candidates who were disenfranchised by the DMV and the government. And voters were segregated by party. Republicans were told to use a certain machine and place ballots in a certain box different from Democrats and nonpartisans. At least 44,000 voters that we know about lost their ability to vote. This cannot be allowed to stand or nothing will change in Nevada come November, says Gilbert. If what occurred during the primary election occurs again based on the numbers, Nevada won't have the red wave it should have based on the aforementioned serious concerns and you can expect to have another four years of Sisolak. Craziness, ladies and gentlemen, craziness. This was all identified in the primaries, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let me see. I mean, it's cra- I mean, this is insane, guys. This is insane. Okay, so uh, I'm going to pull up some video for you guys of what um, the people of Nevada were telling their commissioners about this election on the day that they were to certify, okay? And they went ahead and certified anyways, okay? Craziness, guys. Uh, let's pull up this video. I'm gonna start with this video. I got two videos about the people speaking out. We'll start off with this one because it's a great uh, angle uh, or camera shot, plus uh, it's it's probably one of the most well-spoken. Uh, this is um, Libertarian candidate uh, Mindy. What is her name? Mindy. Mindy. Okay, her name is Mindy something. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what she's got to say. She's, she'll say her name. Don't worry, guys. Uh, libertarian candidate Mindy. My name is Mindy Robinson. I'm actually a candidate for Assembly 35. I'm already on the November ballot. And yet I'm here because this concerns me and my community. Now, I could go on with the weirdness that just occurred with the primary elections and how establishment candidates, some who didn't even campaign, be popular grassroots candidates who did and who were favored, or how a sheriff who's so hated by his own voters, he couldn't show up in public without getting booed and heckled, somehow magically won against a guy who was filling rooms and leading rallies. But I'm not here to prove fraud. I don't have to. What just happened wasn't even close to a valid election. Let's start, what do we got here? So, (laughs) even after you guys got sued for it, poll watchers were not allowed to to properly observe the election. They had their views blocked by boxes, six foot walls around the adjudication room, which if you don't know is where workers can change your vote on you and you have no idea. Yep, no one was allowed to look at that. You had people blocking things with racks, temporary walls, and sometimes they had to be 50 feet away because apparently they're supposed to be eagles. You had 44,000 voters who had their ballots changed to nonpartisan by the DMV because whatever, so they couldn't vote for their party. They may not even known that had happened. You've got, (laughs) oh, this is my favorite. You've got a box of thumb drives disappearing out of the back room 
I don't know if you knew that. You, we had people watching boxes of ballots being loaded into a van and boxes being loaded from a van into it at night because, hey, more than one person can stay up that late, late at night if you want to pull it this way. We had <laughs> Republicans, some Republicans were told to vote on different machines and put their votes in different boxes, which I'm sorry, kind of weird. We had observers rushed, oh gosh, at, at election night, observers were ushered out of the facility at 11.30 p.m., even though only 10% of the votes were actually counted. I think I've seen that movie before in 2020. In total, there's about 293 violations, and I'm sure that number will only go up. I'm a registered libertarian. Technically, this primary doesn't even affect me, but even I can see something is wrong. Everyone think something is wrong except the people who keep magically winning their seats even though they're despised by their own people and can't even look at me right now. We've got a problem. This is not a valid election. You are angering people. People will become more desperate as you indoctrinate and endanger our children, as the economy continues to crash, as you continue to do everything you do against the will of the people. We will become angrier and you're gonna need a bigger room to hold us. So good luck with that. Do not certify this invalid election. Ooh, girl, there you go, guys. That is Mindy Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. I knew I would remember once she said her name. Mindy Robinson, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Raven2000 says, I think she was on Bannon. I believe she was as well. Uh, I was actually scouring that um, uh, site to see if I could find it, find her, uh, her spot there. But either way, guys, so that was just, uh, I, I, I chose that one because of the angle, you know, and she's very well spoken, but I want to actually show you more, okay, because she was not the only one that was present there that was speaking out about what happened during the elections and what they witnessed. It was a lot of people, okay, a lot of people. So we're going we're gonna to listen to a few more of these citizens, guys, talking out at Nevada, in case you hadn't heard. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, about what was going on. Um, it's over. It's two hours. We're not going to listen. We're not going to play two hours of it, obviously. But just so you guys can see about more of what the people were seeing on the ground during the 2022 primary, guys. And that's what's crazy about this. 2022, they had they had the exact same occurrences, if not worse than what they experienced during 2020. So let's give them a listen, guys, and I'll see you in a moment. Travis Ebarb, uh, T-R-A-V-I-S, E-B-A-R-B. Um, right off the bat, this, uh, I suggest that this does not become certified whatsoever. I have uh, nine discrepancies that are absolutely nonpartisan of why this should not be certified. Number one, the Nevada revised statutes require ballot secrecy. And right off the bat, we had five violations before the ballot was even opened. You guys have been served this evidence. You guys already know. Number two, ballots received by the registrar of voters did not have a proper chain of custody. We had no non-bipartisan chain of custody. There was no written documents. We've asked for them. There was nothing. We have absolute surveillance of this, too. You guys have been served this. Number three. The internet or the MiFi has been hooked up to all EMS machines and all voting machines confirmed by certain registrar voters, not only in this county, 
but other counties across the state. Court orders, number four, court orders regarding the observation of our election process has absolutely been violated. Um, we'll go to, uh, that's not this county, number six, there was a violation of uh, NRS, NRS requirements for equal representation from both parties, which was stated prior for election workers. We had uh, election workers that were bused here out of state, when we had constituents in our county that were denied to be a worker in our electoral process. Why is that? We'll never get answers to that, I assume. Oh, let me go back here. Anyways, uh, there's more, but at the end of the day, I don't see how uh, you guys can absolutely certify this crime. And I really don't want to hear a disclosure statement of how you're separating yourself from accountability, because at the end of the day, you can't certify this crime. It's unreal, absolutely unbelievable. This is an non-partisan issue. We had it on both sides of the aisle. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Next. <laughs> Brian Davis, B-R-I-A-N-D-A-V-I-S. We the people, in order to form a more perfect union, do so raise up our citizens to be servant leaders by a contest of voting to find the most populous person to represent the people in our republic through a democratic process of voting to find the best of us to represent the government for the people, by the people. If this process ever, ever comes under attack or is in jeopardy of failing from these attacks, we must take every precaution, go to any lengths to assure the validity, validity and sanctity of the truthfulness of our democratic voting process. If we fail to achieve a truthful and honest election, then we no longer have a republic by the people for the people. We left kings and queens as our rulers and founded this country inspired by our creator, enshrined in our constitution, we the people do not consent to be ruled by kings and queens, by tyrants, or any other power. We demand transparent and honest elections. We demand a forensic audit to find any and all problems or subversion of our democratic voting process. We do not believe this was an honest and secure election. We call on the commissioners, appointed leaders, to not certify this election. Thank you, and thank God for letting me be the man in the gap. And I can and I can confirm everything they've said. Um, I was at the elections office for many days. I spent many hours there, and uh, the default response from everybody, except for two people, Mr. Mr. Gloria and another individual there, uh, their default answer was, "I don't know." Hey, what's happening today? I don't know. What's happening tomorrow? I don't know. What's that over there? I don't know. If that's the standard that we go by, it's completely inadequate. All right? If only two people can answer basic questions and anything beyond that, then we need to go and clean house. 
gets more people that know what their job is, know what they're doing, and can answer basic questions. Literally, I would question whether they knew where they were at because their default answer was, I don't know. I have to go find out. Find out from who? Why don't they know how to do their job? Why don't they know basic questions about their job? What's going on? What's going on tomorrow? If I asked anybody here that same question, I guarantee you would have an answer, any mildly one or a very competent one. I'm sure anybody here would have the same answer. So that combined with a lot of other things that these uh, folks have said, and I can confirm that uh, this was not a transparent and uh, clear. Thank you. Thank you. Susan Profit, S-U-S-A-N-P-R-O-F-F-I-T-T. I would like to tell you that when we came in to uh, observe, and um, we had to get a court order to do that, and unfortunately, we were denied um, the opportunity to observe without obstruction, without being removed from the, um, the area before the ballots were removed from the area. We saw so many violations. This is only a fraction of what I and my team put together. If you would like to read some of these, they're pretty shocking. I'm not going to talk to the fraud that I witnessed because you have all that documentation already. But I would like to thank whoever it was who warned a friend of mine that Joe Gloria, the registrar, was out to get me and, and remove me. And he did, without any evidence at all. I gave my phone to them, said, here, I just showed everybody. I wasn't doing anything but talking to text. They claim I took pictures. Well, you know, pictures wouldn't prove very much, but eyes do. And we have corroborating evidence, not just one eye, not two, but about 50 eyes. And some of them are sitting in this room. But I would like to ask you, please, to remove this man, Joe Gloria, because he's a thug, an absolute thug. And he did not receive us in the um, manner in which we came to him. We came to him as good people trying to set a baseline for the November election, not to find something wrong. But unfortunately, we, fought, we found way too much wrong. And most of it started with him and his abuse of the people in our organization. Organization. He put a sick woman on our detail and refused to remove her for three days. And the only way she got removed was having to contact Barbara at the state of, um, you know, Secretary of State. Okay, he had a. I had to file an OSHA report and. It was legit. We have two witnesses, and he refused to speak to those witnesses, but he claimed in front of a lot of other witnesses that he had a Metro police officer who refuted all of those claims. But the strange thing is that man doesn't exist. He was not there. So if there is a man in the Metro police office, I'd like Lombardo to find out who he is because he's perjured himself, and that's against the law, too. Please, gentlemen, lady, I would like to see you do the right thing. We really did want to set a baseline and try to improve the optics that are so horrible. And the optics only got worse. Really, really worse. And this man over here is an abomination and he needs to be removed. And there are a lot of people who can testify to this. Thank you. <clears throat> 
Next. Good afternoon, commissioners. My name is Jennifer Bandero, B-A-N-D-I-E-R-O, candidate for Board of Regents District 13. I've been a proud Nevadan for 20 years. When I voted in this past, the current election, I personally experienced multiple election violations. I was told that my signature wasn't on file at the DMV. It took 20 minutes for the poll workers to find a solution. The computer in which they were trying to sign me on kept saying reset, 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 and just kept spinning. And finally, they just let me go and go vote, I guess didn't matter that my signature is not on file with the DMV for some reason. The poll worker asked for my mail-in ballot. I didn't have it because I hadn't received it yet. It wasn't delivered to my house until June 21st, in which I did make a video of that happening. Before opening my mail-in ballot, it showed right through that I'm a Republican voter. Our state doesn't allow this because the risk is too high someone could interfere with the mail ballots being delivered if the political party is visible on the outside of the envelope. I also posted that video on Facebook as I saw it coming in. Both candidates and constituents are contesting the election results and the people of Nevada are demanding a recount. There are election violations, which you've already heard from Mindy, from Travis, and multiple other people in this audience, such as chain of command being violated, mail and ballots delivered late, and no verification of signatures. So this past election does not comply with our state laws where statutes were clearly violated. I personally believe there are gross absurdities that have made this election uncertifiable. And I contest these election results. Thank you. Thank you. Good afternoon, gentlemen. My name is Socorro Keenan. I ran for Secretary of State. And I want this on record, William McCurdy, Michael Naft, Jim Gibson, Marilyn Kirkpatrick, Tick Siegelboom, Ross Miller, they're present today. I think the camera's usually on, on the audience. So we wanna make sure that everybody who's here is, is counted. I, I need to know from all of you, who are the four county commissioners that certified 2020 elections I don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. That's all that's needed to certify that the records for 2020 elections. So we want that answer. And then moving forward, um, there was this is whole this whole voting system was about integrity all the time. That's why we are in the United States of America, and we need to be united. And we keep playing that fake it till you make it game. I've been here 39 years. I know a lot of the people here already from the past. But, but this is today. God's talking. Today's a very important day. Rowan Wade, guess what? We won. Finally, we won. Thank God for that. Because if it was up to the people that are in Nevada that think that they're in control, they're out of control, the ones that are in government, a lot of them, the other ones that don't want to stand up and they have they don't have the courage to stand up, we got problems. But this whole thing is about integrity. Number one, I pulled this list of all the candidates from the Henderson Library in Green Valley on Green Valley Parkway in Sunset. Now I started with on June 15th with 3,400 and so votes. 
I looked at my voting record uh, two days ago. It's I'm a thousand a thousand votes less. So you can't say how can that be? Now everybody knows the casinos. If we cheat in the casinos, what happens? If we cheat in any ball game or any sport game, what happens? We're out, out, out. But voting is the most important thing that has to go on for all of us. That's the only thing we can all participate in that's our inalienable right. And I'm asking all of you to be prudent, to be prudent and to have a conscience this time and to do what's right for everybody, not for yourselves, for your pockets. It's over. God's talking to us. You need to do what's right. Get the numbers right. If you didn't get them right, let's just go right. And let's vote again. One ballot, one person, and paper. Let's do it one day. And we can get, we, we can all agree to that, I believe. So if you get, if you get together and do what's right for everyone, because you, you, when I worked for the governor, your dad, Ross, I had to do what your dad said. Thank you. Thank you. The Sea Report and all the shows on this podcast channel are 100% listener supported. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have independent sponsors. Our sponsors are you, the listener. So if you like the work we do and like what we have to say and contribute to the world of news and information and entertainment, please show us your support. Make a monthly donation to help sustain future episodes at anchor.fm slash the sea report. Your support is greatly appreciated. From 99 cents per month to 4.99 per month to 9.99 per month. Every donation counts and every bit helps. Show your support for the sea report and other shows on this podcast channel by visiting anchor.fm slash the sea report and thanks y'all insane right ladies and gentlemen isn't that crazy is that not crazy what is happening in nevada ladies and gentlemen it was outright it was in the face it was it was obvious the fraud that occurred in that state for the 2022 primary, okay? No one is talking about this, and I want to know why, okay? This should be all over the place, all over the place, ladies and gentlemen, okay? You know, now, I just, you know, I don't like to call anyone out at all. Well, actually, I've gotten into such a habit of doing that. You guys will probably think I'm lying to you, so maybe I should stop doing that. But, you know, I have not... You know, I have my own personal, you know, uh, 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 you know, battery of alternative independence that I go to looking for this information and not one of them have talked about what happened in Nevada. You know, that includes the Epoch Times, the Gateway Pundit, Breitbart. We're too concerned with 
Roe versus Wade. I guess that's exactly what that was there for, right? You know, just to get us off of a, it's a great thing. It's, it's, it is a great day in history that what we have seen happening with, uh, you know, the turnover of Roe versus Wade, with the, uh, the decision to allow prayer in schools, with the decision to, uh, further strengthen our Second Amendment rights. But we cannot have an argument about abortion. We cannot have a argument about, uh, gun rights. We cannot have an argument about religion in school if we don't have our election secure, okay? Number one thing for our concern here is, all right, all of these, these peripheral matters, all of these uh, specialty types of concerns, why don't we save our elections first? Why don't we save our republic first, okay, before we get totally blown over with these other types of uh, matters and concerns. Is 2A important? Absolutely. Is the First Amendment important? Absolutely. Is uh, is um, saving the lives of unborn children important? Absolutely. But we cannot do any of that without a country. And we cannot have a country without secure and safe elections. Period. First things first to get done is election security and integrity, guys. First things first. First stories you guys should be reporting on out there. If any of you people who do your own podcasts or shows are out there and you haven't been talking about this as a matter of concern, it's not too late to get in the game, okay? We have until what, 2024? Our elections are not secure yet. 2022 is happening now. And, and like that candidate for Secretary of State in Nevada said, God is talking to us. Now is the time to speak up. Now is the time to report on it. Now is the time to share this information. We were given a four-year reprieve from absolute tyranny, and we've been given another gift. We've been given the gift of a totally incapable and illegitimate regime that can't get anything right, that scratches its clock and winds its butt, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about illegitimate Joe here, guys. We've been given this gift of a goofball of an idiot type of regime that is just even showing even more so the consequences of a stolen election, guys. That's eight years, one of the four years of the great way to do things and four years of the worst example possible we have been given. It's, it's, it's only what we have been given as a gift of this illegitimate regime is just going to show, ladies and gentlemen, Gentlemen, exactly the wrong way to do things and the consequences of a stolen election. Why not amplify that by bringing forward the stories of election integrity, election fraud, and election security that need to be shared so we all have the ammunition that we need moving forward into 2024, okay? I'm just saying, all right? <laughs> I am just saying, I want to give a quick shout out to Sumter53 and Dixie Bell joining us over at Rumble. Thanks for being part of the audience. Thanks for uh, giving your thoughts, opinions, and comments over there live with us. Great to have a live spectating audience with us over at Rumble. That just goes to show this broadcast is growing and I much appreciate it. Sumter 53 says, same crap happening in New Jersey and Michigan. An oh boy, Sumter. You know, uh, New Jersey, we're catching up on. Uh, Michigan, we've been reporting on. And I will do my best to stay abreast on those stories as we move forward. And uh, good for Nevada, says Tam Growl over at pill.net and the foxhole.app. Absolutely insane, says Raven2000. 
All right, let's wrap up our stories on Nevada for you guys for this evening. And uh, yeah, I guess we I guess we'll jump into a little bit more stories um going forward. But let's let's wrap up Nevada for you guys. So here we have Nevada certifying their primary elections despite multiple claims of election fraud and a law that allows for nullification. So absolutely no respect for the people of Nevada, absolutely no sense of adherence to state law. Let's see what this article has to say. It comes from 100% fed up. Nevada certifies that many, uh, what many consider to be an illegitimate primary election. Nevada's recent primary was highly suspicious from start to finish, yet here it stands certified. By Nevada law, the validity of the recent primary election should have been nullified. This is due to over two and a half hours of voters and poll watchers, each with only three minutes allotted to them to speak, testifying as to the ballot mistakes, machine errors, and other issues which cast doubt on the legitimacy of the primary. The issue raised, many affirmed by a multitude of witnesses, included poll watchers not being allowed despite a court order to watch the counting due to having their vision obscured by workers, 44,000 voters being unable to vote in either party's primary due to a system glitch, making them, uh, marking them as nonpartisan, boxes being loaded and unloaded without proper observation after watchers were sent home, mail-in ballots being received by homes, for people who have either not lived there in years or never lived there at all, visible and illegal markings on ballot envelopes displaying precinct number and party. In the case of the last issue, Republican voters' envelopes were publicly announced and sent to designated machines or boxes. After hours of testimony, the election czar, Joe Gloria, did not address the issues. Instead, he declared that the election should be certified despite the Nevada law allowing for it um, to be nullified due to many corroborated errors and other issues. It was not just the process of the primary that was suspicious either. So were the outcomes. Nevada leader, um, Nevada GOP leader Michael McDonald continuously pushed rhino candidates such as Adam Lazalt for Senate and Joe Lombardo for governor, both of whom won despite internal polling showing that their grassroots competitors were in the lead up to the primary. McDonald is currently under uh, FBI investigation. Nevada is just one of many states which have experienced strange happenings and suspicious activity in their primary. In Pennsylvania, votes were counted far later than it is typical, and in Michigan, candidates were being purged in mass. Yet somehow, demanding election integrity for free and fair elections has rhinos and Democrats calling you conspiracy theorists. Ladies and gentlemen, and that is a fact. Now, you know, like in, in Michigan, for example, uh, the GOP, again, started to get rid of America First grassroots candidates. And then we had um, um, a wretched Dana Nassau, uh, who's doing what? Uh, an investigation and, and a lockdown on any participants who uh, questioned the 2020 election results, which immediately put Matthew DiPerno and Christina Caramo in her crosshairs, ladies and gentlemen, for prosecution, okay? 
And now we got gubernatorial candidate Joey Gilbert on the screen here. He is refusing to um, refusing to uh, uh, concede the election uh, that occurred in uh, the primary. Uh, let's take a look here. This is from a legacy uh, press a review journal. It's called the ReviewJournal.com. Legacy Press here, guys, for a local establishment. So, you know, it's going to have some bias. So uh, get ready to uh, season it with salt a little bit, guys, as I go through this article. It says here, Republican governor candidate Joey Gilbert is refusing to concede the primary election after vote counts show he lost the race, alleging widespread fraud. A statement published by the Gilbert campaign Thursday doubles down on claims the candidate made on election night when Gilbert said in a post on Facebook that I smell a lawsuit and that he will not con he will concede nothing. Clark County Sheriff Joe Lombardo won the elect the Republican governor primary with just over 38 percent of the vote. Gilbert received about 27 percent, according to the state's results. 25,932 more Nevadans voted for uh, Lombardo than Gilbert. While Gilbert carried a majority of the state's counties, something which his campaign falsely claims adds to his fraud allegations legitimacy, Lombardo defeated Gilbert both in Clark County and in Gilbert's home county of Washoe County. Those two counties comprised more than 87% of the state's active uh, registered voters. Gilbert, a Reno lawyer who won the endorsement of the Nevada Republican Party, aligned himself with Donald Trump in his governor campaign, boasting he was the only candidate who was Trump from the jump. He's repeatedly echoed conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and the October 1st, 2017 mass shooting in Las Vegas. You can't run on a platform of integrity and fighting against corruption and turn your back on this election and pretend no disingenuous activity occurred that absolutely affected this election, Gilbert said in the statement. State GOP Chairman Michael McDonald, who was once subpoenaed by the Congressional January 6th Commission and had his cell phone seized by the FBI over his attempt to send fake electoral college certificates to Washington, D.C., said on election night that there's no indication of fraud in the race and that it's disappointing that those comments come out of the Republican Party. The Gilbert campaign statement cites numerous election violations, but focuses on nine key points alleging fraud and other malpractice in the primary. The campaign did not provide evidence to back up these claims. This is ridiculous. Did not provide evidence despite the numerous affidavits and all of that which they've already documented and sent over to Clark County commissioners, to the Secretary of State, to uh, other people involved in this process. The campaign has a legal team ready to take action, spokesman Paul White said. The campaign hopes to avoid lawsuits through intervention of the current Secretary of State, Barbara Zagetsky, White said, and the campaign wants Zagetsky, uh, I feel like they're spelling her name wrong here, Zagetsky, to certify the election. Zagetsky, a Republican, is not running for re-election. She can't. <laughs> Uh, the Republican nominee to replace her, former Assemblyman Jim Marchant, has also alleged fraud in the 2022 primary despite winning his race. Marchant has similarly spread conspiracy theories about the 2020 election and has proposed sweeping changes to Nevada's elections if he is elected in November. November. The Lombardo campaign derided Gilbert's claims of fraud. 
Uh, Lombardo's uh, spokesperson, Elizabeth Ray, said every legitimate news outlet has called this race for Sheriff Lombardo. Oh, right, right. And let's not forget, it was the AP who called the elections in 2020, not standard election officials. Like Sheriff Lombardo said, no matter who you voted for last week, he's already he's ready to listen to you, work for you, and fight for you as your Republican nominee. Yeah, just like he did with the 2017 mass shooting, right? One part of Gilbert's fraud allegations focus on approximately 44,000 nonpartisan voters who participated in the election. Nevada has a closed primary system, meaning only voters registered with parties can vote in that party's primary Voters who were registered as nonpartisan could only vote in nonpartisan primaries, which mostly consisted of school board, university regions, and sheriff's contests. The Yober campaign says that these voters were disenfranchised by the closed primary system, even though the system was working as intended. Okay, so there you go. There is a perfect example of how this um, legacy news outlet is lying. Okay, now that is not what occurred. According to everything that we just heard and according to affidavits being filed, we had registered Democrats and Republicans who the DMV switched to nonpartisan. Okay, so this, this news outlet is a report that 44 nonpartisans wanted to vote in a closed system when that is not what occurred according to witnesses and according to those who were affected by this. Their, um, their party was switched by a glitch, which this um, legacy outlet does not report the glitch. It just reports that you had 44,000 nonpartisan people pissed off saying that they couldn't vote in a closed system as if though they didn't understand how a closed primary system works when it comes to vote. This, this, this legacy media outlet here is clearly complicit with voter and election fraud and covering it up in their story period. Okay. That is just uh, Nick Robertson of the Review Journal. Okay. So Nick Robertson at reviewjournal.com or uh, it's N Robertson or Nick Robertson SU at Twitter should be contacted about his own complicity in, um, in allowing election fraud to continue based on his reporting, this Nick Robertson. I'm pretty sure there's no, uh, no relation to Mindy Robertson, right? <laughs> whom we saw speaking out against this fraud uh, during that Clark County Commissioner's meeting on certification for the 2022 primary. Pretty disgusting, guys. Pretty disgusting. Let me see where we go from here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's Lombardo. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Lombardo, guys. Now, Lombardo, as Mindy Robertson pointed out, did not even go out and... Uh, go out and uh, talk uh, to the people. Couldn't, because he would get, uh, you know, uh, booed off of stage, right? He would get booed off of stage. Now, he is the hated sheriff, and I don't use that word loosely, the hated sheriff of, Clark, of, of Nevada, who covered up the 2017 mass shooting. Nobody likes this guy, okay? Nobody likes this guy. And yet somehow he wins the GOP primary for governor in the state. Now, I've talked about it on the show and on the channel before about President Trump's endorsement of Sheriff Lombardo. It flabbergasted myself and many people out there. Why would President Trump endorse this man other than the fact that it would what? 
it would increase uh, President Trump's endorsement ratio, that it would help him maintain high numbers. It makes no sense. But when we're talking about exposing the GOP's hand in rigging elections, it had to be this way kind of speak, guys, trust the plan kind of speak, guys. There's a reason why we have not had any form of election security occur. There's a reason why 20 and 20 has not been secured um, up to this point, guys. And that's because where we understand that now, where we now understand that the elections were rigged in 2020, as every piece of evidence has gone to expose it, ladies and gentlemen, and we've talked about all the stories here at the Sea Report, as many as we could muster up to this point, uh, you know, it, it, we have before us uh, and only solidified by the investigation of True the Vote Right and their efforts, as as um, as displayed in two thousand mules. Okay, uh, it's 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 locked down, ladies and gentlemen. There was fraud in twenty twenty. There's no denying it. Okay, but it's only been partisan, hasn't it? It's only been on the part of the Democrats that we can say yes, fraud occurred, and yes, we should decertify twenty twenty, if not nullify it. And, you know, see where we stand there. But what is it that we have been missing, guys? What we have been missing is the part that the GOP played in it. And I believe that that is what 2022 is all about. We have what occurred in what? Pennsylvania, okay? We have a, a an exact copy and a duplicate of what happened in 2020 with what? Election day plus 17 plus 30 now? Have they certified the Senate seat in uh, Pennsylvania? Have we even heard about what's going on over there in Pennsylvania, guys? All the last we heard is McCormick had like 20,000 plus votes that hadn't even been counted, okay? It's an exact duplicate of what we saw in 2020, and it is the first piece of evidence that the GOP also is involved in election fraud, okay? Pennsylvania is not doing anything about it, okay? Uh, we had Sumter53 uh, mention Michigan, okay? We had the Michigan GOP purging America First candidates. What is going on here? Why would they be doing something like that? Aren't they supposed to be standing for the will of the constituent and the grassroots and what they want, and yet they're throwing out uh, grassroots candidates for the America First movement? Insane, ladies and gentlemen. Then we had what happened in Georgia. What, what, what's going on in Georgia with Brian Kemp and Brad Raffensperger? I like to call him Brad Rottenberger, the secretary of snakes over there in Georgia. And we see that through a hand recount on election day because of voter GA, that we had mismatched numbers. The numbers that they had, oh, let's not forget about the missing ballots, okay, in different counties. But then the hand count does not match what the machines say by 15% or higher in some instances for the likes of Brad Raffensperger. Okay, they are already filing lawsuits in Georgia. And who's this dealing with this? Is this dealing with Stinky Abrams and the Democrats? No, it's dealing with the rhinos, the GOP, the Republican Party. Okay, so now we have Nevada. And what's going on in Nevada? We got Lombardo winning. We have all of this election fraud that's just spilling out, okay, of Nevada. 
and on whose party is this happening? Is it happening on the Democrats party? Is it happening on an independence party? No, it is happening in the Republican party, okay? If there was never any more cause to show that the two-party establishment uniparty Democrat and Republican system is alive and well today and now in 2022, and that supposedly awake patriots in the Republican Party, supposedly awake GOP, conservative, America first, Trump-supporting Republican Party members need to wake themselves up about what's going on in this country, take a stand against the uniparty, which is the Democrat and Republican Party establishment establishment and say no to them now is the time ladies and gentlemen god is talking to you he is showing you through all of this okay this uniparty establishment it's got to go the only way that we can do that is what to reform the gop which uh that's a shot in the dark or to leave the gop and to show them that we are not going to play their game anymore, okay? And I will rest my laurels there for now because it is a much far more involved conversation. And we've had this conversation here before at the C-Report, okay? Far more involved. But you guys know I am not copping out to the conversation because we will have this conversation again, guys. We will have this conversation again before the end of 2022 primaries and before the end of the 2022 midterms. This conversation will be had again, okay? It will be had again. And you can go back, you can look at the clips I've posted over at the Rumble account, okay? You can go back and you can look at the uh, the full episodes, right? Wherever you can you can catch their archive, whether it's on foxhole.app or the Rumble account over at BitChute or over at uh, pill.net, okay? I've addressed this before. We'll address it again. Let's talk about Lombardo, okay? You guys want some evidence? Let's get some video evidence, guys. This guy cannot even show up on the night that he wins elections without being booed out of his own freaking, uh, you know, commencement hearing here. Let's, let's take a look. Jr. say so. That's why they're supporting 
That's why we scored as well before. But you know what? I'm going to bring it back real quick. So yeah, you know, Lombardo, he cannot even escape that. I mean, shoot, sh shouting him down, guys, shouting him down. So he wins, he wins the primary there, guys. He wins the primary there in Nevada. And well, I mean, there you have it. Um, a pill by the rabbit. Thank you for gifting the 711 gold pills. Much appreciated, my friend. Uh, Raven 2000 says, well, maybe Trump wants to confuse everyone if he is a white hat. And you know what? I'm glad you, uh, popped that comment in there, Raven. Cause, um, I didn't, I didn't, uh, really finish off that thought on why president Trump might have nominated someone like Lombardo, because I believe, uh, Raven 2000 and those watching, uh, that the reason why president Trump has endorsed candidates like Mehmet Oz in Pennsylvania, and Sheriff Lombardo in Nevada is because he is assisting with shining the spotlight on how the GOP rigs elections also. Because if President Trump had endorsed Kathy Barnett, she would have won probably in a landslide, I would say just about, you know, um, and uh, there, there would be no way to shine the light on the obvious fake ballot drop dumps that happened in Pennsylvania for McCormick, okay? That probably would have happened for Oz. And uh, you know what? No one would have said anything in Pennsylvania anyway. I mean, no one in Pennsylvania is saying anything anyways. Like, the people of Pennsylvania, I think, are in a coma. And I'm not talking about the people of Pennsylvania. I'm talking about the supposedly awake, you know, uh, patriots and Trump supporters over there. You know, the ones that are still watching Hannity and Fox News and uh, who are all uh, happy just sitting behind the camera talking their mouth off without doing nothing about it, you know? That's what I'm talking about in the people in Pennsylvania. Uh, now, say Kathy Bartett had lost with Trump's endorsement, okay? Uh, again, nothing would have come of it because uh, maybe then people would have said something about, uh, you know, McCormick's uh, ballot dump that has, keep, uh, has kept the elections from being certified over there. But either way... If Barnett had lost, there, there wouldn't have been nothing, uh, and, and Trump had endorsed her, there would have been nothing said. But with Oz being endorsed in a neck-to-neck -neck and a ballot dump happening for McCormick, you are getting a spotlight shown on the fact that 
Republicans participate in this activity as well. It's just that no one in Pennsylvania is doing crap about it. So I guess uh, President Trump's spotlight there is for naught because no, not even the supposedly awake patriots in Pennsylvania are doing anything about it. Okay, so I guess President Trump wasted a good endorsement there, right? Because no one in Pennsylvania is doing anything about it. Now, uh, take Georgia, for example. Okay, there you go again. You have clear evidence that the GOP, the Republican Party, is involved in election fraud. Okay, now, with the endorsement of Lombardo, I think, again, that just went to shine the light on the fact that the GOP is involved in rigging elections as well. Ladies and gentlemen, that is where we are right now. We, the people, the supposedly awake Americans, need to realize that our party is just as guilty of cheating in election fraud as the Democrats are, and we need to do something about it. That's what the 2022 primary is about. That's what the 2022 midterm election is going to be about, guys. And we're going to have, we are going to, they are going to have, they are going to have their day coming, especially come November, guys. When we've already busted wide open all this election fraud in the primary midterm, imagine what it's going to be like in November when Nevada doesn't do anything about this. Imagine what it's going to be like in November when Georgia does nothing about this. Uh, I don't know about Pennsylvania. I really don't know about Pennsylvania come November. I mean, they're, they're, they're still asleep over there as far as I'm concerned in Pennsylvania. But they're going to have their comeuppance come November, guys. You know, they're going to have their comeuppance come November. You know, and that's just, I'm just saying now, now this is what I see. Trump's has these weird ass endorsements because he is assisting and shining the light down on the fraud from the GOP itself. Because the GOP did nothing for election integrity or fraud in 2020, okay? They were silent, they were quiet, they were complicit, they admitted nothing, they denied everything, okay? They turned their backs on Trump, they backstabbed him. Not just Trump. They, they turned their backs on the American people. They turned their backs on the, con, on the Constitution. And they turned their backs on their state constitutions. Let's not forget, guys. It's from the White House to the State House that we've got to clean out this trash, these swamp creatures, and these rhinos. That's why I proudly said here at the Sea Report from day one, February 2nd, 2021, that it is rhino hunting season. Right, guys, it's rhino hunting season. All right, last article for tonight, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to call it a wrap here at the Sea Report. Uh, election results raise suspicions that the GOP rigged primary for pro-establishment candidates, ladies and gentlemen. To again, to ask the question, is the GOP rigging primaries for establishment candidates? I don't know. What do you think, guys? I, what does the evidence show, right? Okay, so let's take a gander here. This is from um, uh, the DC Patriot. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, this is going to focus actually on the Nevada primary as we uh, close out the night, guys. 
Um, primary midterm elections occurred Tuesday, June 14th in Nevada, but much like the heavily contested 2020 election, they have not quite finished counting them yet. It's been two days without a final tally and updating numbers on multiple sites have mostly stalled or stopped. The Clark County government website actually went down completely, at least from what I can tell from the one part I can read in English. Okay. Not available. No está disponible. Hindi maring makuka. Not available until election day. No está disponible sino hasta el día de elección. Hindi maring makuka hangang sa ara ng halamala. Whatever that says. I mean, well, I guess that's what it says, right? Home to Las Vegas, Clark County. Is, home to Las Vegas, Clark County is the most populous in the state by far, and it has some serious explaining to do with the results that have already started to come out. Noticeably unpopular candidates that the GOP was weirdly pushing forward, much against the will of the people, somehow magically beat the more well-liked establishment, anti-establishment grassroots candidates that were very noticeably and visibly favored. One candidate that did not act that did not even actively campaign in AD number eight won over their more proactive America First opponent, Claudia Kintai. Stan Height, who was also heavily favored as a constitutional sheriff, lost to McMahill, who was forced to face the embarrassing scandal where he failed a polygraph when a female officer witnessed him asking to see a prostitute's vagina and then made them eat a crack rock. I wish I were kidding honestly. Perhaps the most shocking win of all was Sheriff Lombardo for governor, who is so hated for pushing forced vaccinations on his men, pushing red flag gun laws and gun restrictions, and for poorly covering up the Las Vegas shooting here that he literally cannot publicly announce his appearance anywhere without getting booed, heckled, or ran off. His campaign was even funded by a Democrat PAC. If that's not telling enough. You can watch the full-length documentary that uh, was made about how he lied his face off to the public and his evidence about what really happened at the at the uh, 2017 mass shooting. Uh, here's some, uh, I wonder if these work. Sheriff Lombardo, uh, a new um, Las Vegas uh, hires um, must get, oh, new Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department hires must get vaccinated. Heckler's, uh, Heckler has choice words for GOP candidate Lombardo. Okay. Somehow the guy known as Joe No Show Lombardo beat the overwhelmingly popular Joey Gilbert that had been suing to open schools, end mask mandates, lead rallies, and filled halls across the state for two years leading up to the election. Now you could try to say, well, maybe it was the Democrats rigging it so uh, they could only face the weakest candidate in the fall. But I have to remind you, these were the same unlikable weak candidates the GOP was pushing that the Republican voters did not want themselves. The head of the Nevada GOP, Michael McDonald, actually tried to do a straw poll at the state convention for members to endorse, except Lombardo was the only name he decided to put on the ballot.
after members heavily protested the optical optical illusion or optional illusion all the candidates names were then added to the list and joey gilbert ended up winning in a landslide even the much hated head of the school board won her seat despite two years of parents taking over their meetings and chewing them out over mandates and nevada dismally ranking 49th out of 50th for education. Violent incidents in schools increased dramatically in the last year with shootings, stabbings, a sexual assault, and strangling of a teacher, rising teen suicides, and even a parrot that ran students over with their car. People voted for more of that. Really? The same can be said of the county commissioner races where Tick Siegerblum, a self-admitted socialist, won his seat despite being blasted by the public during meetings for pushing mandates he did not follow himself and even admitted on video that he does not care what the voters want. He's going to do what he wants anyways. He's also the same guy currently being sued by Lieutenant Governor candidate Mac Miller for libel and slander over an incident where the security at a commissioner's meeting shoved me into him and then proceeded to assault him. Doesn't tell me, don't tell me something isn't wrong with the elections in Nevada. Now, this isn't the same old story about one political party accusing the other of cheating. This is Republicans accusing the GOP of cheating their own voters by putting in the weakest candidates to either lose on purpose to the Dems in the fall or install politicians they know they know they can control later to uh, tow the establishment party line. There was a huge grassroots movement across the state of America First candidates that quite honestly would have wrecked state's entire corrupt status quo system. I'm actually the libertarian candidate for 8035 here, and I already foresee that despite the years I've spent as a constitutional activist fighting for people's rights, researching and writing articles about Nevada's corruption, yelling at politicians to do their job, protesting mandates and lockdowns, taking over school boards and commissioner meetings, that the establishment will never allow me to win in the state. I am currently running against a rhino and former Democrat in the fall that despite being completely politically inactive in between multiple campaigns, is also mysteriously being well-funded by big business eager to carve up the public land in my district for themselves. If you're not familiar with the legendary corruption of Nevada, let me explain just how bad it is here. Our Attorney General Aaron Ford is a soft-on-crime radical leftist that's been arrested four times, including breaking into his, ex -house, his ex's house. You think he cares about fraud? How do you think a criminal like that even wins the seat of lead prosecutor in the state? Our Secretary of Snakes, Barbara Sagevsky, is the same rhino that cemented all the ways election fraud occurs here in she's about to term out, so why would she care what anyone has to say about fraud? Nevadans aren't supposed to think it's weird that in the last minute blue wave that occurred during the last midterms that Sagevsky somehow magically won her Republican seat. The blue wave just skipped her. Our governor, Steve Sisolak, who even had OSHA shut down events we held trying to get signatures to recall him, is actually in charge of appointing the board of, that oversees the voting machines. Yeah, you read that right. The Dominion voting machines that everyone, including major news channels, were worried about how easy they were to rig, well up until 2020 anyway, when they got the ridiculous results they wanted, are certified by a board of people that governor appoints himself. How the hell is that legal?
It's not, and they can't prove they even certified them correctly in 2020, so that whole election was easily, really easy to void based on that alone. You know what, though? I think these midterms are going to turn out to be a corruption goldmine. This is not Republicans versus Democrats against th again this time. This is the Republican claiming their own party cheated them. Last I checked, Republicans are supposed to be the party of election integrity, transparency, and accountability, right? So naturally, the Republicans that just won in Clark County should have no issue with a forensic audit of the GOP primaries to show transparency, right? In fact, you could even say that any Republican that isn't willing to use their win to as a chance to push for an audit in Clark County after all the talk about wanting election integrity is because they were in on it the whole time all along. I spent half a year going over, researching, and reporting on what appears to be a multi-level system of voter fraud in Nevada. I already know what they're going to find here, and it's exactly why I know a full forensic audit will probably shock the nation. We're supposed to be watching their work during the election the whole time anyway, but once again, Clark County poll watchers were prohibited by Joe Gloria from properly viewing or sometimes not even allowed to be present at all. Many people were also sent to a nonpartisan ballot instead of a Republican primary ballot, one due to a self-admitted DMV glitch, which automatically signs everyone up to vote as nonpartisan, even if they're illegal, and often changes legitimate voters' party without the person knowing it when they go to renew their license. DMV confirms statewide voter registration issues. Some Nevada voters are learning that their voter registration has been automatically changed by the DMV. That's just a, a snapshot of an article there. If you want to know why Nevada was not part of the 2000 Mules documentary, it's because corrupt officials legalized ballot harvesting in 2020 because of COVID and never changed it back, even though the practice is prohibited by our own state constitution because it destroys the required chain of custody for a valid election. That does not even include the fact the mail-in ballots themselves are illegal as everyone's name, party affiliation, precinct number, and voter information are on the envelope for all to see. They're literally holding unconstitutional elections that can't be audited or checked. That's why when thousands of people legally petitioned for an audit of the 2020 election, corrupt officials simply said no, even though the Nevada state constitution requires it if citizens ask. These are not valid elections that are being held here. And when the people in charge of investigating election fraud are the same people being accused of committing it, we have no accountability or way to even remedy it. If Nevada wants to stop itself from turning into another California 2.9 banana republic, then we're going to have to get real loud about this. Every Republican that just won in Clark County best stand by their words and start asking for a primary election audit because that that the ones that don't are, the, are going to look guilty as hell. Audit the damn vote already. Um, hashtag audit the and there, uh oh, this was articles written by Mindy Robinson. All right. Okay. All right. 
A government funded by the 1% will never govern for the 99%. And there you go. That's the Uniparty, the GOP, and the Democrat Party. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Look at all of those people who sponsor them, right? If the uh, if the Republican Party and the Democrat Party won patches of their sponsors on their uh, little suits there in Capitol Hill or in the State House, this is what you would see, guys. This is what you would see, Okay. Pretty dramatic, guys. Wouldn't you say? Pretty dramatic. I would say so, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, we might as well leave that little. Uh, might as well leave that little. Uh, I need to actually. I need to like. I am going to save this image right here and now, guys, because that is just uh, the bona fide truth, right? Uniparty sponsors. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Uniparty sponsors. Okay. Actually, I need to put this as one word so I can save it as a JPEG, .jpg. All right, saved and saved, guys. Well, need I say more, ladies and gentlemen? That's a wrap for tonight's um, uh, C-Report. Thank you all for being in attendance with us. I know I had Russia on the menu tonight, guys, but uh, I'm running low on fuel right now. And uh, yeah, I even had some coffee before the start of the show. I am out, I, I'm pretty much out of the woods as far as the sickness I had for the last two weeks that kept me from getting on air as much as I would like to, as for providing you guys with the news and information that you don't get anywhere else. Um, I'm going to say it here now. We will be back tomorrow with another episode of The Sea Report. Maybe we'll talk Russia. We need to talk Russia. Really, we do, guys. We need to talk Russia. Um, go to our podcast at anchor.fm slash the sea report, guys. Or search us on your favorite podcast player, okay? Or your favorite radio station or you, whether it's Spotify, whether it is Go Ogle, uh, you know, uh, podcast, whether it is, uh, even if it's the ones that, 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 you know, follow you along, guys, go check it out over there. Uh, subscribe. I already have two interviews posted on Russia. Uh, by Eva K. Bartlett. Ladies and gentlemen, I highly recommend Eva K. Bartlett as your go-to for information that's happening in Russia. Uh, let me just throw uh, throw her, her face up on the screen, guys. Uh, we posted two of her interviews on our podcast platform, anchor.fm slash the sea report. Go check her out. Get a hold of her at her Telegram channel, okay? That's um, Reality Theories. That's her Telegram channel. I think the uh, address is uh, uh, Telegram uh, slash S slash Reality underscore Theories, okay? Evicky Bartlett has been on the front lines. Uh, I, I list her as a courageous and bold journalist on the front lines that is exposing global lies and propaganda, She's done the same work in Syria. She's done the same work in Palestine, uh, um, um, just blowing away the narrative about the lies and the propaganda that the, the West has shown, uh, has uh, shared about those specific, um, um, specific occurrences in Syria and in Palestine. She's doing it for the Ukraine as well. Of course, I have a lot of other sources for um, uh, what I talk about in Russia and the uh, reality that I expose there and the propaganda that I blow wide open there. Uh, aside from Eva K. Bartlett, but I highly recommend Eva K. Bartlett at this point, guys. Just got to say, go check her out if you get a chance. She is solid, ladies and gentlemen. Cannot recommend her enough. 
Uh, we'll talk about Eva and we will talk about Russia soon, guys. If not, I got to do another sea report separate from the election stuff, guys, because that's really been my focus here, guys, is elections in Russia, elections in Russia, elections in Russia, elections in Russia. And that's where it is, guys, Just bringing you the stories that no one else is talking about for whatever reason. I mean, they're whatever. I can't, can't even, I'm not even going to talk about it. I just just not even going to go there. Thank you so much for being part of the audience tonight, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate your attendance. I appreciate you guys being here with us in spirit or in form, whether you're with us at pill.net, foxhole.app, uh, at Rumble. Thanks for joining us at Rumble. Please give us a thumbs up and spread the word over there at Rumble. And at Rumble, don't forget, that's the only place that you get the clips of the show, okay? And I highly recommend you go and check them out, guys. They're short. They're minute. They're concise. It's not a two or three hour presentation, you know, so you have to search for what I got to say. It's there for you to check out. Go and check it out tonight, guys. Follow us over at Truth Social MRC TV and over at Gab at MR underscore CTV. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, as always, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. We'll see you soon. <laughs>